What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Happy Monday to all. Hope everyone's going to have a great week. They are. You guys are going to have a great weekend. I want to welcome everyone to this Phillies. We're going to do a series recap. It was obviously for myself a busy weekend. And of course, uh, we're on the West Coast all week. And so there was a lot of late night baseball going on. We had some early ones. I think on Saturday was a two hour and 40 minute game, which you don't ever hear in baseball. Uh, but yeah, the West Coast trips are killing us. Uh, it doesn't matter what sport it is, NBA, MLS, MLB, NHL, West Coast trips, no fun for us here on the East Coast. So um, with the busy weekend, I did watch most of these games. Um, thank God. Uh, if you guys have not tried Hulu t- uh, TV, the live TV, definitely check it out. I know that the commercials are really cheesy with LaMelo Ball before that Joel Embiid, but it is pretty clutch being able to record games and watch it wherever. I thought it was pretty convenient. It was my first week trying it out. Got to watch the Philly series with that with that subscription as well. So, um, yeah, so we're, we'll just recap the past four games. Kind of just want to talk about the Phillies. This is going to be a little bit pre-recorded right now. Uh, currently on DSM Media, we got trending in the AM going on live. So this will be re- uh, probably broadcast it sometime in the uh, later in the morning uh right before noon so we'll put that out for everyone to check it out but we do have tiktok live so what is going on tiktok i do appreciate you coming on in here uh if you guys have any comments questions or concerns this is where you can drop it here today we're not going live right now on youtube so if you guys are on tiktok and you got a, a comment about this past weekend of the phillies or if you want to talk some baseball you are more than welcome to drop your comment question or concern and i'll say this uh, the the way the series ended Definitely was not what we want to see, right? We all were, I, I was upset as well when you pretty much like dominated the Dodgers through four games in a series. That's so hard to do. Like, I want to iterate that to go into LA to Dodger Stadium to take three out of four the way they did, guys. I don't think we understand how difficult that was, but yes, the way game four ended, all you needed was one out to end the game and to keep complete the sweep. You, you, you had to get that job done. The bullpen, obviously, we'll get to that in a second. Couldn't get the job done. But also, too, I do think that we look on the surface way too much in Philly sports. We all criticized and killed the bullpen yesterday for losing the game right there in the ninth inning. But, guys, the bats were dead cold except for the that fourth inning where, or that second inning where they put up four runs on the Dodgers. What happened? Que pasó? You gotta, you cannot be complacent. You gotta keep adding runs. You gotta give your pitchers some run support to make them feel comfortable. And of course, uh, who else but Aaron Ola on the bump with a, another great outing? And yet again, no run support for Aaron Ola, and that is the story of Aaron Ola's outings. But overall, this was a great series. I, I, I picked out more positives and negatives, and I want to get your guys' thoughts on it as well. So we'll dive into this uh, Phillies series recap, not not game recap. Phillies series recap real quick guys I want to say hello and thank you to everyone who's checking on in we're, we're going to have YouTube Twitter and uh and Facebook watch this a little bit later but like I mentioned this is a pre-recording so I want to say hello to everyone who's checking this out and I did just TikTok good morning TikTok hope you guys are a great Monday morning uh guys real quick if you uh if you are in the market looking for a brand new watch please ladies and gentlemen check out our brand new friends here at La Touraine Watches uh, high quality watches at a bargain price, and they are, of course, our proud sponsor of all of uh, Barcelona Phillies YouTube channels, content, game recaps, live breaking news you name it. They are a proud sponsor of us. So make sure you guys check out Lots of Rain Watch, especially if you are in the market for a watch. And when you head on over to the checkout page, Make sure you guys are using promo code Parcero Philly for 10% off of your purchase of a La Touraine watch. And again, big shout out and thank you to La Touraine. But let's get to it, guys. 
All right, so we'll start off on Thursday night where the Phillies get a 9-7 to win. The bats, and uh, the narrative, you're going to hear this throughout these the next three games as well. The bats really showed up to play in every single one of these games, except for maybe most of the innings in game four. But you had a solid out- outing from, from the bats. Uh, Bryce Harper and Gene Segura, we're going to be talking about those guys a lot. We'll talk more about them in a little bit. But Zach Wheeler got the start on the bump. Um, and he went five and a third. It was a, it was an okay outing. I mean, he got seven strikeouts, but he did allow six hits and he did uh, get tacked on three earned runs. Uh, but that's not a terrible outing for Zach. That's probably the worst he's going to give you, right? Because Zach, man, Zachy boy is absolutely nice. Trey, uh, uh, Trey Turner, dude, that that dude is a super underrated in my opinion. Um, he's really gr- he's a great base runner. He's a really good shortstop in my opinion as well, and he knows how to get on base as well. So. Um, he he had a three hit game uh, for the for the Dodgers as well as their catcher Will Smith, and to start it off this this weekend this tough series, uh, and we even mentioned like the Phillies took two or three in Seattle and had to go down to L.A. I thought it was a really good showing and a great way to start off the series. Now on Friday night, this was a wild wild game. You had Kyle Gibson going on the bump for for the Phillies on Friday night. He's going up against Walker Bueller. Now Kyle definitely got tattooed a little bit. Um, he only went three and th- three and two thirds. He allowed eight hits, at six earned runs, and one strikeout. The the uh, bottom of the third inning was really all the damage the Dodgers did. Allowed five runs. Uh, they I'm sorry, they scored five runs on the Phillies, and they got themselves early into a lead. But the Phillies were very resilient through that game. It was a high-scoring one. It was a 12-10 final, and the Phillies, the Dodgers would get some runs. Phillies would come back, and then the Phillies would just outlast the Los Angeles Dodgers. Ladies and gentlemen, how often have you heard that being said? The Phillies outlast It was really remarkable, and I thought that that was honestly probably the most impressive performance of the whole entire weekend. But Saturday was pretty damn good as well, guys. An 8-3 victory to get the Phillies at 500. Um, first time in like two weeks, I feel like, as well. And you had Julio Urias going on the mound. Lefty versus lefty matchups. Ranger Suarez versus Urias. And it was an impressive performance by the Phillies. Look, we all know Julio Urias. He's a really solid pitcher. Now, he's obviously 2-3 and three on the season now. But, dude, we tattooed him for eight hits and got five runs on him. And he's a solid pitcher. And that curveball, that usually really works well for him. We really were, were taking advantage of it. And, again, same, uh, same um, usual suspects. Bryce Harper, Gene Segura, again, you're going to be hearing a lot about those guys. Three hits for those guys. But um, Reese Hoskins. Now, was it in Seattle? I, no, in this Dodgers series, we we tried out Reese Hoskins at that leadoff spot, and it's it's been working. I did not think that Reese Hoskins could be a leadoff hitter, but he's actually been pretty solid at that role. I look really good all four of these games as leadoff. He had three hits on Saturday night, but... Just impressive seeing the Phillies just taking it to Julio Urias, and it was really, really dope to see. Um, and and we took that was three. We won the series on Saturday night, and then on for on Sunday. I mean, you have the series win, but why not go out for more? Why not go and try to get the sweep against the best team in the National League? And it was almost done. I mean, you had a, a matchup here <clears throat> for the Phillies with Aaron Nola going on the bump and. Obviously, the Dodgers uh, have been going through their fair share of injuries, and I think that's something we'll talk about in a little bit as well. But um, they put up Mike Grove at uh, on the mound. Obviously, we did not see Clayton Kershaw in the series, so I mean, 
Uh, we're not we're not celebrating injuries here, Mets Nation, but we are happy to not see Clayton Kershaw. And of course, we do hope he's going to be fine. TikTok is, is can be ridiculous, but regardless, I I thought Mike Grove looks pretty solid for his first start of his MLB career to go up against a confident, hot Phillies batting lineup. I thought he looked pretty solid. I mean, three and two thirds. Uh, we obviously did most of our damage in that uh, top of the second inning where the Phillies put up four runs on the on the Los Angeles Dodgers, but. Um, no Bryce Harper on Sunday as well, but you still had a great production there as uh, Alec Bow got slotted uh, sl uh, slotted into the DH with uh, Johan Camargo at third and Bryson Stott at shortstop. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, you got you had a four four nothing lead, and then it went to four four one a uh, four nothing lead, then it went to four one, then four two, and then of course uh, the eighth inning they get one more, and then the ninth, you know, all you needed was one uh, one stinking out. And unfortunately, Corey Knable could not get that job done. Um, he he pitched uh, two third innings in that on that last ball. He last he could not get that last out there, and that's really the 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 that's really the ballbuster essentially. I mean, like you had the you had the win, you had the sweep at hand, and the bullpen kind of screwed it up for you. I, I want to real quick start off with the bullpen as we're looking at these this series here for the new for the for the Phillies against the Dodgers. And if you guys are watching that series, you got your thoughts, comments, questions, or concerns, definitely drop it into the comment section. TikTok. But look, the bullpen is going to do this. I don't I don't think that the bullpen is going to be a complete problem going forward into the season. I mean, when we look at the beginning part of this year. The bullpen, there's been games where it's been the strongest point of this baseball team. It's been a point where they kept them in this baseball team while this offense was very, very much stagnant. And so I know this is going to happen. Like, I know that every now and then Jerry Familia is going to look like dog poop. I know every now and then Jose Alvarado is not going to take command of the strike zone. Uh, Corey Canable, I'm trying to feel him out, and I see a lot of good from Corey, more good than bad. And obviously, you know, we are a little bit a week away or a week ago when Corey Canable against the Mets allowed four runs. And of course, that is uh, that's really what we're our last uh, lasting image. Of course, he did come out, I think he came out on Saturday night as well, and he came out in one game against the Seattle Mariners. So he's had some couple games to get, get past that, that Thursday night debacle against the New York Mets, but. This was another bad showing by Corey Knable. Now it's very interesting to see because I know that Joe, there's there's guys that he trusts in the back end of his bullpen, right? So he he's going with Corey. He's Corey Knable is going with Jerry's familiar. He's going with Jose Alvarado. He's going with Sir Anthony Dominguez, who, by the way, has been looking fantastic. And he's our, probably our best bullpen arm we have right now at the moment. He's got he's he, he and that's just how Girardi manages. He always, always, always puts all his trust into the veteran players, even with the with the main guys. Obviously, I think Didi Gregorius is the best example of that. You know, when you have a Bryson, Bryson Stott had a great series against the Los Angeles Dodgers as well. When you have a Bryson Stott, I mean, Johan Camargo showing you he's got a great glove, and if he can get that bat up there, I mean, that's someone that is going to be battling for some playing time. But the 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 whole putting in all your trust in all these veteran players instead of giving some of these young kids a run, like I, that's the type of stuff like I personally don't understand. I mean, there are some young kids in this bullpen that I just feel just need some more seasoning, like like a guy like like Bilotti, uh Nick Nelson, um, Christian uh, Christopher Sanchez, like those type of young arms. Like I would like to give them more of a run. They might it might look bad now, but the more they get in there. 
the more they feel confident, they will look better. Connor Brogdon also looked pretty solid on Saturday night as well. He's someone who's been going up and down between both um, Lehigh Valley and, and Philadelphia. So I do think that Joe in general needs to start trusting his, his, uh, his youngsters. But I do think that the bullpen, you're going to have a couple more games like this where they're going to blow a lead for you. They're going to blow the game for you. But let's let's not get something twisted, guys. This bullpen is not 2021, and it is certainly not 2020. I definitely think it's it's improved upon, but it's still got it. It's it's it, the work still cut out for them. I mean, we know we know what it is. We know we we lack prospects. I mean, like just look at the other side with the Dodgers on a Sunday. No Clay Kershaw. They're a little bit thin at their rotation. They call up a kid from AAA, Mike Grove. He comes in, he gives you three and two thirds, and then you have to put out four bullpen pitchers. And that's the beauty of actually having a farm system that flourishes. The fact that the the Dodgers were able to give four fine tuned prospects to get themselves Trey Turner and Max Scherzer at last year's trade deadline and. Look, they had a chance. They made it to the NL, uh, the NLDS. But you know that's that's the way it works. But you need a bullpen. Uh, you need a farm system, guys. But I'm going off a little bit too much. But look, the bullpen. It's it's it is what it is. I do think that the starting pitching was a positive. Now, obviously, the start the series, Zach Wheeler, not the best performance, the solid performance for a lot of pitchers. So you're gonna take that right. But then you. Had Kyle Gibson give you a little bit of a dud, right? But that's Cots Gibby. Gibby's gonna be another one. He's gonna give you a nice star, and then he's gonna give you a bad one. He's up and down type of pitcher. Um, and then of course uh, Ranger Suarez. I thought he looked really solid on Saturday, and I think he's. I really do think that him alongside Zach Wheeler, obviously both of those two guys are you know getting into the groove of things as they miss a significant amount of time with with spring training with their own separate situations but Ranger gave you seven solid innings on a Saturday night with six strikeouts he only allowed three earned runs against Julio Reyes as well and then of course on Sunday I mean Aaron Nola dude I really do feel bad for Aaron Aaron has been looking much much better in in, in as the season's gone on and the problem is that he's got a losing record and it, I don't know what it is I don't know what it is, and it's funny because all my Mets buddies always tell me that when you got a Jacob DeGrom start, you already know that he's not going to get run support. And with the Phillies, it's like when you get an Aaron Nola start, you know you ain't getting no run support, baby. And he got some run support, right? He got the four the four runs in, in the, top, uh, the top of the fourth inning, but that was really it. And it really felt like Aaron had a lot of conviction. I, I really think... His confidence is building up, and it would be tough to tell because Aaron Knowles got one face. That's really all he gives you. But the curveball was working very, very well. And the way he was, and I guess that's on Garrett Stubbs as well, but knowing when to throw it and having that arsenal and just knowing who the bat the batters are, I, I really felt like he did a really good job. And he just needs some better run support, man. His ERA right now is at a 3.64, which is obviously much better than the 4.25 or sub 4.25 that he had last season. Let's get that closer to three, Aaron, and I, and I keep keep doing what you're doing, Aaron. It's gonna it's gonna come along, but it's good to see Aaron Ol. Aaron Ol at his best is definitely a really good uh, number two in your rotation. Obviously, we still have question marks with the rest of the rotation. Um, and we'll see what goes on later this week. We'll get into that in just a second, but um, I think the starting pitching is in a solid spot. We of course can always get better, and I think that's the case. Even have we seen Zach Eflin back this week? I'm curious to see if we get see him uh, on Game One against San Diego uh, tomorrow night. But uh, 
you still haven't seen Zach Eflin, and yet you still had great starts from all of your pitchers. Um, the bats look what Gene Segura and Bryce Harper are doing at the moment is impressive. I think in the month of May, Gene, if I heard this correctly, Gene Segura is batting for, uh, at a 450 batting average. That's really, really good for Gene Segura and Bryce Harper. It is truly remarkable, guys. Bryce Harper's got a UCL tear. Now that that's affecting more his throwing motion, so that's why you're not seeing him at right field. And that's probably why you're going to continue seeing him get those starts at the DH spot. But it's really impressive to see Bryce Harper. I mean, he really came into LA with confidence, and he literally said, "This is going to be my home for the next four nights." I'm gonna freaking rake. Now, obviously, he didn't play the uh, he didn't play on Sunday. And guys, real quick, like you guys do realize that pitcher, I'm sorry, players, baseball players cannot play every single day. Like there are gonna be runs. Well, yes, they'll play a straight week. Uh, you know, maybe ten straight days. But at a, at a point, they do need a break. And like I, the amount of times I heard yesterday and on Saturday, people complaining about Gene Segura getting benched or B- Bryce Harper getting benched. Like they need breaks, guys. Like they can't play every single day. And that's why you get depth. That's why, you know, you have Bryson Stott here. You have a Johan Camargo. So you can have some bench pieces. So, guys, take it easy on that one. I, I, thought, that, I thought that was hilarious and a little bit ridiculous as well. But do eat some this guy. Why you got to trust those other people. But what they're doing is truly remarkable. And you see what happens. Like, this is the bats are alive, right? And and it's I, that's why I wasn't too concerned in the earlier parts of the season because I did know that they were going to turn on, and I really do think that the this Dodger series was very telling. One thing I've been constantly telling you guys is that the Phillies are going to be fine once the weather starts getting warmer and nice, and that's and this was a a preview and a blueprint of what's going to happen this summer. Once South Philly gets really nice, got you know, 70, 80 degree weather days and nights. And, you know, you got a lineup with Reese Hoskins and, and Alec Bohm and Bryce Harper, Kyle Schwarber, Cassianos, Gene Segura. They're going to be raking. This is exactly what's going to happen. And the thing is, is that, like, I know we were all worried and concerned about the offense, but when you look at what this team has, like, they're fine. Like, up and down. Both sides, like they, like I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, up and down both teams, like the talent is pretty comparable or pretty comparable. Obviously, the Dodgers are more playoff uh, tested. Obviously, they have guys who are clutch. I mean, that lineup is, I'm looking at it right now, it's freaking ridiculous. But you look at our lineup, even on a Sunday, that looked pretty solid. So I just think that they just got to keep, keep grinding, keep hacking at it. Baseball is a grind. We're talking 162 games. You got to take your battles. You got to win your battles when you can and put yourself in a situation to get in the playoffs. But the bats are going to be okay, ladies and gentlemen. And, and, and they showed you what they can do in nice weather. And I truly believe that they are going to be all right. I think that the one thing that was probably going to be concerning is obviously the bullpen. Because I do think that they're going to be okay. But like I said, every now and then they will give you a dud. And I'm still I have some question marks with our rotation. Obviously, Zach Eflin is a big question mark. And obviously, Kyle Gibson. Look, he's he, at uh, Friday night. 
was just a, a blip in the, in the radar for him. But I, he's going to have his, his okay outings. But he's he's no world. He's no Randy Johnson. I mean, he's going to give you a solid out, maybe four or five good innings in his starts. But he's, I think at best, he's probably your fourth uh, fourth guy in your rotation. But obviously, Rangers starting to get the feel of it. And of course, you got Aaron Nola and Mr. Zach Wheeler as well. So I feel really confident about that. Um, so I, I was curious about um, Mickey Moniak. You guys know me. I really want to see Mick. Um, Odubel Herrera, not terrible, but obviously not great either. And this is Odubel. Either it's, there's no such thing as an in-between with Odubel. And I think it's Odubel. I think it is Odubel, guys. But there's no such thing as an in-between with Odubel. It's either he's really hot or he's really cold, but you will never get anything in-between with Odubel. And you saw what happened this past weekend. But Mickey Moniak, there's really no timetable, and it kind of sucks. I think today um, he's going to start fielding. He's going to start, you know, they're going to up his uh, his drills, and he's going to, you know, get some more time, and they're going to wait and get the end of this week. Uh, Gregory is also the injuries, and he, I think he's closer to return than um, and, uh, than a Mickey Moniak is, but center, center field is, pro- is another weakness, weak part. You have you haven't had terrible um, performances defensively from the center field position, but definitely we can get some more out of that position as well, guys. And we'll see what comes about that position for sure. But this was definitely a great series, a uh, series win. And I and I do think that people are a little bit sour on the end of this series because the way you blew the lead. But I think at the end of the day. To win a series in Los Angeles, which, by the way, the last time we did this the last time we swept la was 2014 so that that was definitely not bound to happen but typically when we go out into the west coast we do struggle especially when you got dodgers in dodgers and whatnot they came in to dodger stadium and they definitely gained a little bit of confidence from the seattle series and they went in with confidence and they really set the tone like i haven't seen that in a while and, and you're really starting to see what a Nick Castellanos and a Kyle Schwarber signing really does. Like, I thought Kyle Schwarber bounced back um, in this series where in the Seattle series, I felt like he was striking out left and right. And Nick Castellanos, uh, he didn't have a, a, a whirlwind series as well. I think in, in total, three hits um, in the series, four hits. He had four hits in the series. But it's the confidence. It's the, it's the, it's the chemistry and it's the culture in the dugout. And that's really what those guys have really brought onto this team. And I think that you really saw what it was. Now, obviously, look, the Phillies did not face off against Clayton Kershaw. And that would have been a different story going up against Clayton. But you still took care of business. And that's all you can do is just take care of business against the teams you are playing against. What's going on, guys? Right now, what's happening right now? Appreciate you. Uh, Luke Reese, uh, Reese Hoskins has been on fire. That is that is very much true, sir. Um, and he looked really com- he looked really comfortable at that leadoff spot as well. Um, he obviously in the Seattle series he had his first grand slam, and then in this series um, he was just raking. He's at a two thirty six batting average right now, which is continuing to go up. Uh, but he's really comfortable at that leadoff spot, and as long as he's just getting on base, uh, he's probably going to stay there. But we obviously would. Probably, probably be conducive to find ourselves a legit leadoff guy. Uh, we're hoping that Schwarbs can be that guy later on in the season, but for right now, you got to find something to put there. And Kyle Schwarber actually looked, uh, I mean, he he was 0, 0 for 2 for, um, at the three spot, but um, he, he's, he's been really smart. He took th- two walks on Sunday as well, but he's going to, he's definitely going to be okay. Um, and obviously, Gene Segura, I, I, I know Gene is typically comfortable at that two, two slot, but 
when you got him at the lower part, part of his lineup, right? And you got to go up against Hoskins and Boehm and Bryce and Schwarbs and Castellanos. And then you're like, ah, oh, crap. Now I got to go up against freaking Gene Segura. That's big. That is absolutely big, ladies and gentlemen. So we'll wait to see what comes about that. But uh, obviously now we, we move ahead. That was last week. And the mood from this week to, to uh, the mood from last Monday to now, it's it's night and day. I, we talked about it during our stroll at Citizens Bank Park last week. Like we were, we were just like kind of in a in a bad place as Phillies fans. We we're sick and tired of it. Um, that that Mets loss on that Thursday night, that seven run uh, inning, really left a sour taste in our mouth. And the mood this week is definitely different. I mean, I, I think a lot of people feel like the Phillies are back in in the, in the sense of the term. Um, but I think a lot of work is to be done. And I think you just it's great that you put a really good week together. I mean, you went out to the West Coast. And he took five of seven or whatever. Well, yeah, it was five of seven. And, you know, and, and now you put yourself in a situation where you're now five and a half back of first place in the NLE. So you're slowly cutting it down. But you got to put a couple good weeks together, guys. It's starting to get warm, obviously, here in, in the Philadelphia area. It's getting really nice. And so the bats should come alive. And now the Phillies have to come back home and play with the same moxie and the same confidence that they did out in the West Coast. Now we got a three-game set against the San Diego Padres. Six forty-five starts tomorrow. You got Mike Clevinger for the San Diego Padres. Now, like I mentioned, the Phillies still have not decided who they're going to put out there against the Padres. Now, Eflin is he good to go? We do not know. If Eflin is not good to go, more than likely you're going to see a Bailey Walter. That question to be seen. I'm sure Joe Girardi will announce the starter tomorrow morning. Uh, for before the game or at some point tomorrow so we'll wait to see but you got to keep this going you got two tough series you got san diego at home and then you're also going to be having uh the los angeles dodgers coming here and you just beat them in a at a uh, best of the four series best of the four it's not the playoffs <laughs> in a four game series you beat them and their place they're going to be coming here at the end of the week looking for blood and some revenge so it's going to be important for the phillies to take control of, of this week Get yourself, get yourself a couple wins. Let's, uh, you know what? Let, let's take, let's take four out of six. How about that, huh? Four to six is that too much to ask for? Four wins? No, right? I don't, I don't think so. I do not think so. But we'll see what happens, guys. I'm excited about Phillies baseball, and of course, with them coming back here to the East Coast, we'll be able to give you guys the, that more consistent schedule of Phillies recap. Do I don't like doing series recaps because there's too much that goes on and there's things that I'm I probably definitely miss throughout the series. Um, and I want to get you guys involved as well. So we'll we'll definitely be getting uh we'll, we'll definitely be back at it tomorrow. Of course, as depressing as it is, the Sixers season is over, so we're gonna be getting a high high gear with Phillies content for sure, guys. But guys, gonna do it for today's Phillies Matt or game series recap, whatever you guys want to call it. But thank you so much for checking it out. If you guys enjoyed the content, do me a solid by hitting the like button, and of course. Make sure you guys are subscribed to join on in this family as we cover all Philly sports. And you do not ever miss any of this content. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, big thank you to our friends, lots of watchers. Make sure you guys check them out and make sure you guys use the promo code Paracetto Philly for 10% off at the checkout page. And of course, guys, you enjoy the rest of your day. And I'm in Paracetto Philly telling you guys, let's go, Phils. Talk to you guys soon.